Hello, and welcome to 12-Sided Stories Witness, our rules-light, story-heavy, fear-itself-gumshoe Halloween feature. And now, your story ghoul, Wes Otis. Everybody, welcome to Witness, our Halloween special. I've got some players with us. Let's start with Jay. Hi, uh, it's Jay Holtham, and today I'm playing Antonio Torres. Hi, I'm Pooja. Uh, today I am playing Maria Torres. Hi, I'm uh, Michael Robert Holmes, and today I'm going to be playing Manuel Torres. I'm Michelle Otis, and today I will be playing Araceli Torres. All right, cool. You guys live in the city of Oaxaca, which is basically it's next to an ancient Mayan ruin, and it's a very large city. It's probably, I think, like the second or third largest city in Mexico. Your family has gone through a horrible tragedy about eight months ago. Your oldest brother, Luis, died, and he had just graduated college. He was at a bar, and this guy came into the bar, and Luis got up to walk across to get another drink, accidentally bumped into him, and the guy turned around and started hitting him, and then out of nowhere produced a knife and started cutting him up. It was quite graphic. But the thing that really strikes everyone is the fact that no one did anything. Everyone just kind of stood in shock and awe as this happened. And over the past few months, the police have had a really hard time getting anybody to talk. He was there with a couple of friends. They say that this man had on a heavy overcoat and seemed to be acting oddly. But that's about the extent of the explanation. Your parents are obviously broken up by this. You all are broken up through this. You're a tight-knit family. Your mother's a retired teacher. Your father used to be with the police or with the federales and is retired as well. You were all looked up to Luis as your big brother. And so with his passing came a lot of anguish and you're just starting to get kind of whatever normal is after an event like this can be. Latin families hang out a lot. This is something I've learned from Michelle over the years. Like everybody gets together and they start at like 10 in the morning or 11 in the morning and it can go into the night. Those things are just starting to pick back up in your lives. You're starting to see extended family and everything else. There have been other deaths that have occurred that are similar to what happened to Luis. Again, there's been this issue of people not wanting to come forward and do anything which is probably the most frustrating thing. What we're going to do is we're going to go around to each person and just kind of explain your character a little bit more about how you see them. You know, just kind of a thumbnail of who you are and what you think your character is 
kind of mentally going through processing this kind of loss. We'll start with Michelle. She's the youngest sister, and so she really looked up to Luis as not just her big brother, but like kind of her surrogate parent when her parents were working or whatever. She would go to him for things, and you know, he was just a very good big brother to her. So she's like really frustrated with the fact that the investigation isn't happening she wants to know answers and as far as her personality she's like a really big horror fan she loves horror movies and she's just graduated university so she's got her whole life ahead of her basically and she's really just kind of excited and loves living and doing stuff she's outdoorsy and that's good. Really quick, if you could say that you have a favorite memory, uh, you and Luis, what would it be? I think my favorite memory with him was that um, there was a horror movie I really wanted to go see. And my parents were saying I was, I was probably about 12 or 13 at the time. And my parents thought I was a little too young to go see it. But Luis knew, you know that I was ready for it. And so he snuck me off to the movies and we went to see it together. Cool. All right. Pooja, just the same thing, you know, a little bit more about your character and your favorite memory and how you're processing all of this. Um, I'm playing Maria Torres and I'm heartbroken. I'm the older sister. So I guess that would mean that after Luis, I was the next child. So we we're really close. We both felt that sense of responsibility, like he was the first boy, I was the first girl, and like we needed to step up for the younger siblings. And and it was it was kind of a bond between us that like while our parents were working before they retired, it was up to us to take care of people, um, which led to I ended up going to school for social work. So I've just been out for a few years now and I'm like kind of just getting started in the field but Luis's death and the and just the aftermath of it have broken my heart I just like can't quite process that after everything like even with connections that the family has in the force with dad being the way it is and and even like the connections I've made through work like nothing there's just nothing it's a stone wall so I I feel like I've retreated a little bit and I play a lot of video games now Okay. They're all like shooters. They're shoot 'em ups. Like that was Luis's favorite game. And he, my favorite memory is actually he, him teaching me how to play first person shooters. And we used to get together. He'd be on his laptop. I'd be on mine and play together. We were a team. Very cool. Jay? Hi, I'm Antonio Torres. I guess I'm one of the middle child, uh, probably a little younger than Maria. And it's been hard. It's been really hard for me. I was the good kid, so I was sort of following in my dad's footsteps, getting ready to attend the police academy and was sort of an athlete, a runner. I, I ran track, long distance, super sort of physical and athletic, very outdoorsy as well. My favorite thing with Luis was we went on a lot of hikes. We liked to go camping together outside the city and spend overnights. You know, we would do an annual every year sort of brother's camping trip, and that was always really great. Since he's been gone, actually, I've been pretty angry. I've definitely fallen sort of off my studies and my work and let some of that stuff slide. I'm angry kind of with everyone, angry with my dad and the police department for not solving it, angry with Luis because what was he even doing in a bar like that? And so so I'm the, you know, the door-slamming, plate-smashing 
snapping at people kind of kid through all of mm-hmm. this. Okay, great. Michael? Um, so yeah, I'm playing Manuel Torres, and uh, I'm the dreamer youngest brother, which I'm taking to mean I'm, I'm the baby of the family, so I'd mm-hmm. probably be younger than even Araceli. Luis was basically, in my mind, especially in my, my younger years, just another parent, kind of like a parental figure. He was always going to be there, and his absence, frankly, isn't registering, I think, for me the way it has for some of my siblings, in that I, I just I have no frame of reference for losing someone like that. Um, not that any of us do necessarily, but I think he's probably having the hardest time really putting it into words, because this is the first time that he's had to face death this close and head on. You know, two of his favorite things in the world are working on cars with his dad and playing role-playing games. And I feel like in the wake of Luis's death, there's been less of the former. So he's been leaning more into the fantasy worlds that RPGs offer him. It's not that he doesn't want to be there to support everyone else. He just lacks what we would call like the emotional vocabulary to really do it. Right. He really wants to be there for his dad and he still tries to do the car repair thing, but it's not what it used to be. And I think actually one of our favorite memories of Luis is working on a car with him and dad. And when dad was out of the room or whatever, or maybe afterwards, Luis would tell him a bunch of things to bring up later to sound really smart. So that's why he continues to work on cars with his dad, because his dad just thinks he's some kind of savant when really his brother was feeding him. <laughs> lines the whole time mm-hmm. so yeah that's awesome great as i said before you guys are kind of getting back to whatever a new normal is going to be and you're planning a large all-day event your extended family is going to come in on saturday it's friday and your mom has sent you to the local market to pick up a ton of food to get ready because she's got to get tamales ready and everything else and it's a family affair to make tamales it takes it takes a while so you guys are in this large open market walking around you've all got a list of ingredients that you're picking up. You've split up because it's just easier that way. And Manuel, you're close to where the street is. Now, this market is a huge open warehouse, right? All of the doors are open. The breeze is coming in and out. It is summertime. It's hot out. It's probably in the upper 90s. And you've got a ton of people just walking through to all the different vendor stalls and picking up different things as they're going through and suddenly manuel out of the corner of your eye you see this car that's parked across the parking lot and you see smoke coming up from it and there seems to be a couple of people off to the side looking and pointing what do you want to do i'm going to tap closest grown-up quote-unquote on the shoulder and say do you see that and this tall guy in disheveled outfit it it looks the kind of old-timey like suits not something somebody would wear now maybe maybe late 80s early 90s turns around yeah i i do and he starts to walk towards the fire and suddenly you see these flames coming up from the engine compartment and that's when you realize that there is a young woman in the car and she's banging on the window and for some reason she doesn't seem to be able to get out of the car no one's helping her yeah it's odd they all seem to be just kind of looking on as this is happening does the the guy in the outdated suit also seem like he's not inclined to to go help he just walks over to the group and then stops 
Okay. Well, Manuel's gonna run over to the door and try the handle. Okay, so what I need you to do... Yes. ...is we're going to be making a a stability roll. Okay. Now, like I said, I'm not gonna tell you what that is gonna be, so you're gonna have to decide. Now, stability... That's tricky because the more that you spend, the more cuckoo banana pants you can become. (laughs) So you have to figure out if you want to spend any points or if you want to just hope that it's a low amount. But go ahead. My stability pool is eight, so I'm going to drop two points in there. That feels like an okay gambit. So roll and let me know what you get. All right. That's going to be four on the dice plus my two points. That's six total. Okay. So you start to run towards the car to help out. You get to the door and these flames are going. How do you help? What do you do? Well, I'm really just going to try the door handle and and pull on it a few times. You pull on it and for some reason it's jammed and then you notice that it looks like someone has broken something because you can see where there's a damage mark. Uh, where someone had taken like a crowbar or something and trapped her in here and then set the car on fire. I'm going to look around for like rock or a piece of concrete or something to throw through the window. Okay, cool. And also while I'm doing this, yell at the crowd, why aren't any of you helping? Yeah, they're all just kind of looking around and not really helping at all. Let's go ahead. You have mechanics to get this door open. You're able to grab something, but let's make a mechanics roll because it is is difficult. The flames are coming up. It's getting a lot more tense as she's trying really hard to break through the window, but she just can't. Do you want to spend any points? They do. I'm going to drop two more. Okay. My pool's eight, so now it's down to six. And that is a five total. Okay, cool. So, real quick, the rest of you are done with your shopping, and you are trying to once again find Manuel, who tends to slowly disappear, and then it's hard to always find, because he's the younger brother. He's always been that way. kind of just kind of goes away. And not that I was ever the younger brother. Uh, but anyway, so you guys are making your way through marketing. You hear this commotion of someone yelling and you can tell that it's Manuel's voice. You see smoke coming up from across the street and you see the scene that I've described of a a woman stuck in a car and Manuel's desperately trying to break open the door. And as you get to the perimeter of the market, he smashes open the glass and is able to pull her out of the car. But you also notice Maria that He is dangerously close to this fire, and it seems to be making its way towards the gas tank of this car. So what do you want to do? I'm going to yell it, like, for him to run. Okay. If I go in there, it's going to be that scene where, like, somebody pushes somebody else out of the way of an oncoming vehicle and then stops (laughs) in the middle of the road. (laughs) Couple things that I didn't cover. Uh, Two things you guys need to know about. Stability. So you'll notice on your thing, it says sources of stability. If you do any of those things, you can get stability points back. So if you spend time, Maria, playing a guitar or playing video games or meditating, you can get points back. Same thing with everybody else. Your stability is what connects you to the real world. The other thing is risk factors. It's the, why the fuck am I doing this? If you do something that goes against your character's 
instincts, and I'm not saying, Pooja, you should do this. I'm just saying this is a game mechanic in there. You can actually get stability back for doing the thing. So I'm probably going to give Michael his points back for running in and trying to save the person. In reality, most people wouldn't want to get near a fire. Mm -hmm. He's, you know, that kind of thing. So it's called risk factors because in horror movies, we take stupid risks. Uh, you know, like, whoa, this seems why this tomb seems to be haunted. Let's go find out why. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. All right. So you yell really loudly. Manuel, run this way quickly. Manuel, you hear your sister's voice. Antonio, is there anything you would like to do when you see this? Yeah, I drop the groceries and run to grab Manuel. Okay. You have athletics. I do. This is an athletics role. So how many points do you think you want to use to help your brother and this woman get out of the way of this car? I'm going to use two points and bring that down to an eight. Okay, cool. So just roll me a six and let me know what you got. The two, that's a four. Okay. You said hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me how you save your brother and this woman. It's almost literally what Pooja just said. I, like, run over, run behind them, push them away from the car, and this time I actually do try to jump with them, sort of, like, grab them both from behind and and leap them forward. Okay. And that's exactly what happens. You run up behind them, you grab them, and you push. The explosion happens right at that point for cinematic reasons. (laughs) And you fly through the air and land a few feet away safely with just a little bit of smoke coming off your (laughs) clothes. But you are okay. You did really well. And the woman says, there was a man with a knife. He walked up behind me and he took away my cell phone and he he made me come out to my car and he forced me into the car. And then I had never seen him before. And then he he took a crowbar and and broke the doors and, and I couldn't get out. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't down. I couldn't roll down the windows. I, I don't. It's like he planned it all, and and I'm not sure, sure what 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 happened. But thank you so much. I I appreciate it. Are are you hurt? Uh, no. I I mean I'm a little banged up, but but nothing nothing bad. Which way did he go? He went down the street, and she points in a westerly direction. He had a black shirt on and blue jeans. He was 5'4", younger guy, darker complexion, and I don't know, he's, he kept mumbling something about things needed to be balanced. Hmm. I'm not sure what he meant. Arcelli, I'd imagine you're probably making your way over after the explosion. Everybody else seems to be standing there and suddenly they kind of come out of their haze and people start walking over and trying to help. And some of them seem gobsmacked that they didn't do anything and very guilty. And so they come over and they're helping you guys up and they're very sorry. Arcelli, you look around and you see the guy in the shoveled clothes is the only one who hasn't come over. And he turns around and disappears back into the market. I go follow him. Because that seems really weird to me. All right. Antonio, what do we do? I mean, I'm actually going to take off running after the guy that she described. So I'm running down the street in a westerly direction looking for a guy in a black T-shirt. Okay. Manuel, once you see your brother do this, what's your response? 
<laughs> uh, I turn to Marie and I say, if we don't get these groceries home, Mom's going to kill us. <laughs> uh, you know, I think, I think, I think Ma's going to understand. <laughs> it's a little bit of a weird situation. <laughs> Not your every day at the market. But, yeah. <laughs> but why don't you take the cart and we'll load the rest of these up and you can go home and have her, you know, look at your back, make sure that, that you're okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. But yeah, I'll, I'll take the groceries home and I'll let her know you, you all are going to be back s- soon. Yeah, I, I'm just going to, I'm going to go find Araceli and make sure that she's all right. Okay. Be safe. You too. Most GMs hate when people break up. I am not one of them. I actually enjoy when everybody goes a different way. Wes is like in the background, like drumming his <laughs> Thank you for this gift. Thank you so much. I tell you, if we come back and everyone's dead, I owe you a Coke. <laughs> All right. So let's start with Antonio. Mm-hmm. You're running. Yeah. You make it to the end of the parking lot to where it opens up into a main street and you see a guy in a black t-shirt with jeans walking as if there's nothing wrong away from you towards what would be his exit out to the main part of Oaxaca. What do you want to do? I run as fast as I can to catch him and grab him. Okay, so you're running up behind him and he hears your footfalls because you're chugging away. And he spins around and he's got this knife. His face looks off. It looks like his skin doesn't quite fit his skeleton. It's a little droopy in, in the eyes. It's like hanging down a little bit as if he's got the wrong skin suit on so i need you to make a really quick stability check because it totally throws you off Uh, how many points do you want to spend let's see i'm going to spend two points because i would i would very much like to stay stable in the face of this (laughs) uh so that's a seven yeah you keep running you see he's got a knife in his hand how do you want to proceed i mean i see the knife so i will slow down and do a little like whoa 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 you i just wanted to you um Whoa, just whoa, 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 and see what he says. He gives out this laugh (laughs) and then starts to run away from you quickly. I mean, once he turns his back, I'm going to try to tackle him. Absolutely. So just give me an athletics roll. All right. Two more points. That's a four, he said, hopefully. So, yeah, you grab onto him and you tackle him. And when you grab onto him, his skin moves way further than it should. Nope. It just kind of slithers up and then kind of comes back and you guys hit the ground. When you hit the ground, you can hear pieces of him eternally break. You hear bones snap and everything like he's a little brittle. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so you're lying on top of this guy He's pinned. Uh, what do you want to do? I mean, I look around and see if there's anybody nearby, anyone else to help. You're way down across the parking lot and the street, but you are able to yell back and get the attention of the crowd that has now congregated around 
the smoldering car that this woman was trapped in, and a few people start to come over. I basically just yell, help, help, this is the guy, this is the guy, help. Okay, so yeah, they run over, and one of the security guards has a pair of handcuffs, and you notice when he handcuffs him that he has to do the handcuff all the way, and his hand seems like it's expanded a lot. Mm. But they got him, thanks to you, and the police thank you. Let's go over to Pooja real quick. What were you doing? Well, now that I've kind of gotten Manuel to a safe place, I'm going to go after Araceli and see if I can make sure that she's okay. I saw that she, like, took off, but I didn't know where she was going. And Antonio can take care of himself, but I feel, like, more protective around about Araceli. So you guys catch up. What do you say to each other? I see her and I go, Maria, that guy, he's suspicious. Look at how he's dressed. And I mean, beyond that, everybody else, when everything was over, started rushing in to help. He rushed away. Mm. So I just want to see where he's going. Okay. But just stay back. Okay. Well, we'll stay, we'll stay pretty far back, but I just want to, I just want to see where he goes. I don't want to confront him or anything. Okay, um, we'll just act like we're shopping. Just normal. Okay. One of us can always keep an eye on him as we go. So you guys follow this person for a little while. So is there any investigation skills that you feel would help you the most in this situation? I've got notice at one. Okay, great. Um, so that's all you need. You're looking around and... The thing that you notice is he's doing little things like he'll buy one of those things of cooking oil or whatever that you see in, you know, it looks like a ketchup bottle, but clear kind of container with the little spout at the top. And every once in a while, he'll seem to just put a little out in a path somewhere where people will be walking just doing things like that, setting up situations where people might actually have some kind of problem. You also notice that he seems to be heading towards the south parking lot and you can hear the jingle of his keys as he plays with them in his pocket. And he's got this smirk on his face as he's watching people have bad reactions to slipping. He's kind of odious would be a good word for it. You know, their reaction is usually with disdain as he walks by. So those are the things you notice. I mean, I have streetwise. I don't know if that would do anything. Yeah, absolutely. You know that the way that he's heading towards the parking lot, you can go a shortcut and cut him off if you wanted to. Yeah, I still don't want to confront this guy or anything, but I just want to get a better vantage point so we can see where he's going in the parking lot. So you guys head him off a little bit and watch him walk out to the parking lot. And there's this old jalopy car, probably like a Ford Galaxy 1970s car that's beat up all to hell. And it fits his clothing. Like I said, he's got these really old kind of clothes. He doesn't have plates, which kind of strikes you as odd. And when he starts his car up, there's this billow of black smoke that comes roaring out of the back. 
Can I use my photography to take a picture of him in the car and absolutely like, zoom in so it's clear? Yeah, absolutely. I was going to say the same thing. I was going to say, I take out my phone. <laughs> so, yeah, you take out your phone and you take some really nice pictures because you're skilled in that. And you take pictures of the car. You're able to get a picture of him. And then he drives away. We'll say that you make your way back around to meet up with Antonio. Manuel, you make it back home with all the groceries. And your mother is in the kitchen. And she's like... You're like 30 minutes late. What took you so long? If we don't get the tamales started now, they're never going to be done in time for the party tomorrow. I, I, I know, Mama. Uh, there, there was a fire and a car, and um, I, I'm okay. I'm okay. Everyone else is okay. Well, is, is okay. Do you explain to her what happened, or do you know enough not to? Yeah, I don't want to worry her and the fact that there's nobody else there to corroborate my story. I'm kind of like, um, you know, it, it was nothing. Everyone else said they were going to be along shortly. I, I wanted to be the good kid and I got distracted. Sorry. Fine, fine. Go get the masa and let's let's get started. Right. And right. she's got this whole big thing. She said, when are your brothers and sisters going to be back? Um, soon. <sighs> I, I don't know, Mama. I'm sorry. At that moment, all three of you get a text. <laughs> Where are you? Mm-hmm. What is your response to said text? <laughs> I ignore it. Okay. I'm just going to text back, like, got held up at the market. Be along shortly. Arcelli? Uh, I put, on our way. <laughs> and she replies, I'm sure we'll be able to get everything ready. And that's it. <laughs> she doesn't Ooh, that mean that. Eighth level guilting. <laughs> Ooh, boy. She's not mad. She's just disappointed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Except she's except also mad. <laughs> except she's also very mad. So the three of you get back together Why Manuel is now stuck in the house with his mother making all of this food. And actually, uh, did you, you didn't lose any stability, did you, Manuel, or no? Uh, I, I put can't two uh, in the pool to actually. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, but you said because I was taking a risk factor, I right. got back. Yeah. Yeah, you got you got the two back. Okay. I was also going to say that cooking with your mother's maybe means a stability role, but we I won't make you do that. Um, <laughs> it's anxiety inducing, but yeah. Uh, so, I'll roll if you want me to roll. No, no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. Anxiety is a son of a bitch. Um, I'm like, I caught the guy, and there was something wrong with him. Something wrong? How? His skin didn't fit right, and he was all—he was all sort of skin and bones. It was really, really gross. Ew. Yeah, I don't know. There was something, something weird, but I, I caught it. So at least you won't hurt anyone else. We followed this weird guy because he was—he uh, ever when everyone else ran to the scene, he ran away. Oh. He was so weird. He was like spilling oil in the market so people would slip on it, and then like kind of cracking up about it. And then it's he like he thought he was some weird cross between Loki and the Wishmaster. <laughs> wow, that's all terrible. You just let him go. But what were we supposed to do? Like stop him for being weird? Yeah. Like, oh, citizens arrest! You spilled a you spilled a quarter size amount of oil on the sidewalk. Like 
Yes. What if he had had a gun? I can't believe he ran after the guy that the woman said had a gun. He didn't have a gun. He had a knife, but he had there was no gun. <sighs> it's not better. Yeah, it's I mean, it's like better, but but not much better. It was fine. And look, I said I caught him. I tackled him. He's the cops have him now. Well, I got pictures. Okay. Yeah, she got pictures of this guy because we right. weren't going to confront him. He was he was weird and just off-putting. Mm, well, maybe I don't know. Maybe we can give them to to one of one of Dad's friends or something, and uh, one of his cop friends, and think he can try to track it. Did you get a license plate off the car? Didn't have one. Ugh. Okay. But it was old. It was All like right. from the seventies or something. I'm surprised it still ran. Yeah. But you got a good picture of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and All of right. him. Maybe that'll be enough. Yeah. All right, we should probably get home. Right then, you get another text. I'm sure you're almost home. (laughs) (laughs) She sounds real mad. We should go. Let's let's go on home. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to fast forward to later that night. You guys are exhausted. It's been a long evening, but you're done in the kitchen. You got all like 250 tamales made. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not an exaggeration. You make a lot of them. 250, is that all? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, made, you made a lot. Uh-huh. And you're all sitting together on the porch, and you have these pictures of this car. The ill-fitting skin of the man runs through your mind, Antonio. You kind of are replaying that. And you also are thinking about you know, your brother and the fact that his case has kind of stalled. Mm-hmm. What do you guys want to do now that the four of you are back together? I wonder if these guys had anything to do with Luis. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I mean, the remember the, the, the description of the, the guy with the, the dirty overcoat? That sort of sounds like the guy you guys saw. Yeah. Yeah. This fact that this other guy had a knife. Yeah. And wait, you, you said he was like, Skin and bones? I mean, that's not normal. It was not normal. It was not normal at all. For what it's worth, he's got his monster manual out. 5e, of course. (laughs) Uh, And I'm just kind of turning through the pages. So you guys know that Luis was attacked in a bar. It was uh, Tabuco. T-A-B-U-K-O. A lot of locals go over there. They draw a younger crowd, college kids and whatever. You guys have all this information. You know the police have been trying to talk to people. You know that he was with a few of his friends. Connecting this guy to him is the first idea you've had in a while. So how would you follow that up even? Antonio, do you want to come with me? We can ask. I mean, the people today... After they saw, like, after the spell was broken, yeah, like, they seemed more willing to talk. Maybe oh. they're just not willing to talk to the police because they didn't do anything. But we could at least ask and if anyone has seen that guy, if he, find out if he really was the one. Yeah, let's do that. Well, let's go down there and talk to them. Let's, let's try to find this guy. Well, you do know that he was with two of his friends. Like I said, he recently graduated. He was with Marcus and Jose. Marcus, uh, you guys have known for a long time, and you you know where he lives and and all that. Jose works at a motel that's a little, you know, shady, but it pays him good money. What do you think, Maria? Do you want to, should we go talk to Jose or Marcus, or should we just go to the bar? 
see if there's anyone at the bar that recognizes him. I mean, Jose or Marcus would be more likely to talk to us. Mm, if nothing else, I mean, I learned guilting other people from Mama. All right. Let's go. Uh, which was the one who works at the hotel? Uh, Jose. Let's go find Marcus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, before you go. Uh, and he runs to his room real quick, and he comes back with just a little tiny plastic bottle. It's holy water from my confirmation, just just in case. In case of what? In case you come across another guy who his skin suit doesn't fit right? I don't know. He was just, I don't know, he was just sick or something. Like, it was just, there was no, it's, it's what is holy water going to do? Get him wet? Uh, it's, he was just sick. There are just okay. sick people I mean, in the world. It's, it's a very nice thought, Manuel. Uh, Antonio, what's it going to hurt for you to carry it if it makes Manuel feel more comfortable? It just doesn't mean any, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't make a but, difference. It's but just a it guy. means it means something to Manuel. Fine, fine, I'll take it. Whatever. Thank you. From inside the house, you hear. Are you arguing out there? <laughs> no, Mama. We're good, Mom. No, mama. Whatever, just Mama. As a chorus. <laughs> <laughs> Antonio, can you come here, please? Why? Because I told you to. <laughs> Just gonna smack him. Gonna smack him and say, like, do you want to go to be able to go and do this? Yes. Be nice for five minutes. <sighs> Whatever. Fine. Okay. Yes, mama. So you walk in and she is sitting on the couch. She says, come sit next to me, son. Mm, I sit. I, I know it was difficult for all of us to to deal with uh, Luis's passing and before he passed um, you were very even before he was murdered before he was murdered you're being difficult and I understand why but you can't let this anger eat you up son or it's not going to get any easier for any of us you're lashing out at people listen I've got to do something I can't just he was murdered. His murderer is out there somewhere in the world, and I'm gonna. I have to do something, okay? We're all just doing nothing. I'm fine with you doing something, but the something that you do does not mean snapping at everyone and being unreasonable. Remember that we love you very much, and we want you to be happy, and we understand your anger. We have anger too. So, you know, try to take the right tone with people even if you feel like you don't have the what do the kids say bandwidth for it anymore mm-hmm. okay mama I'll try good go back it's alright I love all right. you I love you bye now Antonio and Maria are gonna go to Marcus's place yeah yep. correct actually I was wondering instead of if we hit them both at the same time, that would just be faster. It would give us better answers. So send Manuel and Araceli to Marcus's, and Antonio and I could go talk to Jose. So I don't want to expose Araceli and Manuel to Marcus's place. Oh, my place, God. Or to Jose's You're place acting like I'm a teenager or something. And you're both too young. You shouldn't even be going out. I I'm mean, 22. You're too young. <laughs> you're both too young. I mean, it's just going to Marcus's house. It'll be fine. <laughs> fine. It was just fine. If we, we'll send them to Marcus's house, you and I can go talk to Jose. Mm. Whatever. Oh, my God. 
Wait, Araceli, where does Mama keep the good silver? <laughs> I have a plan. Why? Are you are you a thief now? What is yeah, happening? Don't no, Mama no, no, no. I I just what I think I think I know where you're going with this. I have a silver cross from my first communion. Okay. I'll go put it okay. on. Manuel and Arceli are headed to Marcus's place, and then Antonio and Maria are heading over to the motel. Mm-hmm. It's bright pink with white lettering on the building, and you can uh, rent rooms by the hour. So if you need five or six hours, you can rent a room. So for naps, right? That's People are just taking naps in those times, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's yeah. funny is all of the other hotels will say like three star hotel or whatever. This hotel, no rating, no nothing. It just exists. <laughs> so um, you guys show up and Jose works at the front counter. He's about your brother's age, a little bit taller, good looking guy. He too has recently graduated and you know that he is definitely looking to get out of working here and Finding a job right now can be difficult. This is an alternate timeline where we're not all stuck in the house all the time. <laughs> so how do you want to approach him? Also, remember, you're going to have investigation skills that might help you out in how you talk with him and how he responds. Jose, it's been a long time. Oh, hey, hey guys. How, how are you doing? <sighs> I can't. Is there, can, can I help you guys? What, what's going on? How have you been? We're holding on. Mostly the same, but we actually came. I mean, I would love to catch up with you sometime, but today we came because we, we ran into someone this morning. Uh, someone we know or? Someone you might know. And I show him the picture. He takes the picture and his expression changes from kind of that awkward, okay, I don't know how this is going to go, to more of a look of astonishment. He goes, I, I saw this man. He was he was there that night. I saw this man. Is he the one who attacked our brother? Attacked Luis? N- n- no, no, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. But he was there. How did you, where did you f- see him? How is that even possible in a in a city this size. He was at the market this morning where someone locked a woman in a burning car. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Then he tried to run away and we caught him. But there was, I don't know, something wrong with his skin. It, it didn't seem to fit right. I don't know. He was sick with something. I don't know, leprosy or something. It's been a weird week. Why, why weird? We had a customer come in. She's a regular that uses the place. And she left the room according to her. Mm -hmm. And when she came back, her client was dead. And it's, but see, it's not odd, but there were people who said that they heard commotion and and whatever. And and Mm -hmm. this is the kind of place that people don't want to get involved in the first place, but they didn't do anything. They just sat there and listened but I didn't see anybody. I didn't see this guy. But it, it kind of gave me the same feeling mm-hmm. as I had in the nightclub. Like like just this malaise came over me where I wanted to help, but for some reason I couldn't bring myself to, to moving forward. This is the guy, though. He was there. Okay. Okay. 
And you say, so this woman killed him, killed her client, and then left? No, she, uh, she wasn't, she didn't have any blood on her. She wasn't, she left the room for a little bit. And then when she came back, he was already had been attacked. Um, I guess she left the front door open. And no one saw, they just heard the commotion, but no one saw who came in or out besides her. Hey, you know, my, my scumbag boss has cameras in all the rooms. Oh, and he, of course he does. He didn't, if he, it's totally illegal, but we could go downstairs and check out the videos. Yeah, let's go look. Let's yeah. go see what's going on. So this is our, all right, come on. All right, so let's jump back over to Manuel and Marcus's apartment and Arcelli. The two of you get to his apartment. It's pretty late at this point. It's probably about 10 o'clock. And he lives in an apartment that young people who go to college lived in. And you get to his front door and knock, and he opens up the door. Oh, uh, guys, how, it's, it, is everything okay? Is everything all right? Well, I mean, you know, we're, we're doing okay. How are you doing? Not well. I, uh, I keep running through the night, and... I got this I got this letter a few days ago and Okay. Well can we come in and I could have helped I, I could have helped your brother and I, I didn't and I'm 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 sorry. I don't We we know. We know Marcus. We know you loved him, you know, and we know I don't know, it's it's weird, but we've got some we got some questions. Okay. Well come on in. So what uh what questions do you have? Well, first of all, what was that letter you were talking about? He points over to the table. He says, it's, it's over there. Uh, I'll go check it out. Okay. You walk over and here's what you notice right off the bat. Someone slipped this under his door. There is no return address. It just has his name on the envelope. And it is typed out with an old typewriter. So either they used old font or an actual old typewriter. You're not sure. And it just says, you could have saved Luis, but you did nothing. Why? Hmm. Okay. I'll come over and I'll hand it to RSLE and just kind of shrug. Okay. And I read it and I'm like, who would write this? I don't know. And you, you notice that there are beer bottles on the counter and it is at that point that you really smell the alcohol on his breath. Um, Marcus, uh, we wanted to ask you, because we know you guys saw this man there. And um, was this the guy? And I show him the picture. No, but this, this guy was there. He was, he was drinking in the corner. And once the murderer left, everybody else was freaking out and panicking. And he just sat there and it was almost like he was taking it all in. Like he was enjoying the moment. It was weird. Yeah, real weird. Yeah, it's really weird because we were at the market today and some some maniac locked a woman in a car and set the car on fire. And this guy was there and everyone was watching and nobody was doing anything, which is really weird. And then as soon as it was all over, you know, I mean, luckily Manuel jumped in and saved her, but it was like everybody was coming out of some sort of weird haze and then they started helping. But this guy was there. I mean, that's what it felt like in the bar. 
We were all sitting around drinking, having a good time. Luis got up to walk to get another beer. He accidentally hit this, like just bumped him with his shoulder, nothing major. And the guy turned around, took out a knife and attacked. Just in the middle of the, the dance floor, took him down, stabbed him multiple times, and then just walked out of the building. All of us, myself included, we, d- we, we didn't react. I mean, he stopped and pulled a knife out. We had a moment where we could have lunged forward and, and helped and stopped him, but we didn't. When it was all over, when the man left, it felt like it was almost like a, a blanket had been put on top of us. And then when he left, that the, the cover had been removed. Hmm. That's the best way I can explain it. I know you're going through a lot right now, Marcus, but you, you did what you could. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Do you want to use your shrink skill to try to help him out a little bit, uh, Manuel? Uh, yeah, definitely. Because he seems like he's in a dark place and maybe needs a little bit of a light to help him move yeah. forward. How many points would you like to spend? Uh, I'm going to use three. Okay, cool. So roll a six and let me know. That's five total. Okay. So as you guys sit there a little bit more and you're talking with him, he tells you about the fact that he goes, you know, getting that note did not help. I was already depressed, but I just, I just felt like I had let him down so much. And I appreciate I appreciate you talking with me, Manuel. It definitely puts things in perspective. I know that it's been even harder for all of you. So if there's anything you guys need, just let me know. Thank you. We will. But if we can find this guy, then hopefully we're going to be closer to finding out who did it. And then we can all sleep better. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I agree. So that's the information you get from him. Let me flip back over to Antonio and Maria. Mm Mm-hmm. You guys go down to this basement, and there are all of these old... V- they're not VHSs, but they're the even bigger, like, analog pro video ones from, like, maybe 20 years ago, you know, <laughs> where you had to, like, you'd start the machine up, and then you'd have to, like, sync all the equipment to it. Um, right. Not saying that I started with that stuff, but... I did start with that stuff. And there are these 20 screens uh, for each room, and they're all continuously videotaping. And you're seeing a concophony of interesting things happening on the screen. And he goes, all right, let me... And he shuts down the, the screens really quick so that you don't have to see what's going on. He puts in this tape... You know, he goes through to the date because everything's dated with the rooms. So it's really easy to find the time. It definitely skeeves you out (laughs) that this is all the way it is. And he pulls up the tape and the woman leaves the room. The man is on the bed, sitting up, flicking through his phone. And the door opens like a few seconds after. And through the door comes Luis with ill-fitting skin and a very large knife. That's where we're going to end this episode. Son of a... (laughs) (laughs) Screams forever. (laughs) We will deal with stability in part two 
of <laughs> our little Halloween special here. Thank you guys so much. This was a lot of fun. I appreciate it. Let's go, you know, see where everybody's at. We will start with Michelle. Hey, uh, you've been listening to, no, uh, um, you can find me on the socials at Mishulu. That's M-I-C-H-U-L-H-U. You can find me here and I guessed other places and you can find my music through plate mail games on drive through RPG and battle Bards. Cool. Jay. Hey, you can find me on the socials at Jay Holtham at all the various internet places that we all like to congregate. Uh, and you can often find me playing uh, role-playing games at happyjacks.org. Pooja. Hi, I'm Pooja. You can find me on Twitter at L.A. Daisy Girl. That's L-A-D-E-S-I Girl. And everywhere else as Forgotten Saves. I also am on Happy Jacks RPG. So buzz on over there if it catches your fancy. <laughs> cool. And our very special guest, Michael. And I'm Michael Robert Holmes. You can usually find me on the Games We Never Play podcast at gamesweneverplay.com or wherever finer podcasts are downloaded. Uh, and you can find me as an individual on socials, Michael Robert Holmes on Instagram and MRH underscore three E on the Twitter. Awesome. Thank you. My name is Wes Otis. You can find me at Plate Mail Games. You can also find the podcast at 12 Sided Stories. That's the number 12 Sided Stories on both Twitter and on Instagram. If you'd like to help out the show, there are three ways you can do that. You can leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform, Apple or whatever. Let people know about us through reviews is always a great thing. You can also give us a shout out on social media. We love hearing from you. If you have questions or whatever, just let people know that you love the show. Third, if you want to become a Patreon backer, go to Patreon, look up 12-Sided Stories. I think that's the only place where it's actually 12-Sided Stories spelled out. Uh, you can go on there. And I saw a post recently that said, you know, for people who are like, well, you know, I can only give a dollar. I feel like that's not enough. That's not true. Even a buck is awesome because that, you know, the more people we get helping out with the show, the more stuff we get to do, like give you content and everything else that we normally could not. So go check us out those three places. Thank you for listening and uh, get ready for part two, which I'm sure will be more like the sound of music and will be very comforting mm -hmm. and easy to get through. And we'll talk to you later. Bye. <laughs>